This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that song, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, we have a loaded show for you today. A lot of news going on in our favorite fandoms. But on our Talk Topic of the Week segment, I will be reviewing Dragon Dogma, which is Netflix's latest anime original series based on the cult classic game by Capcom. And I haven't played that game before, but I wanted to watch just to see if I will enjoy the narrative enough to make me want to invest in the game, which is available on the Nintendo Switch and all other platforms right now. They re-released it a while back. So lo and behold, they have an anime for it now. So I figured, you know, whenever something reaches anime level, that means there is a certain level of success within that franchise and that gaming franchise for that matter so we'll be talking about that later on on our show so let's not waste any time there's no really other intro news that i need to talk about so let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg All right, we're going to start off this segment with news on Zack Snyder as he is rounding up the cast of Justice League for reshoots. Unfortunately, it will not include the man of steel, Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, will not be joining them due to his commitments with filming The Witcher 2 on Netflix, which is another very popular character that he plays. Um, unfortunately, Zack didn't make it in time enough for him to toss the coin to the uh, studios for him to do this. Uh, it is unfortunate. I don't know how they're going to work around this because believe it or not superman along with batman is a major character in the movie 
you know, a lot of what is going on is going to involve him. So it's going to be interesting to see how Zach is going to um, do the Snyder cut without him. And uh, th- this is interesting. I am looking forward to The Witcher 2, though. I am excited about that. I really enjoyed the first one. It made me buy The Witcher uh, series, The Witcher 3. And I got to admit, one of the best games I've played in quite some time. Very depth. You know, on, and, and the fact that the uh, Nintendo Switch can handle something of that magnitude is amazing, um, both in graphics and in, 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 in memory capacity. It's just unreal. I really love what they did with that game. Uh, so much so, I had to force myself off it <laughs> after because I, I was still playing it after um, the uh, story mode, which I actually beat. And uh, man, that, that game is great. That game is great. I I was wondering or hoping that Dragon Dogma is something like that, but we'll find out for sure in this uh, show. But, you know, it's unfortunate. I still have high hopes for this and seeing what they're going to do with this and seeing the Snyder Cut happen. Uh, But uh, with the announcement that The Witcher 2 is being filmed, I'm also happy about that as well. So it's unfortunate, but maybe they could work around that. And somebody else on our uh, ACMG Facebook group said two two people uh, commented on that news uh, and saying, this guy does everything and it's true because he has a i believe he has a netflix uh movie out right now on uh that that just came out as well but you know that's a good problem to have i there's you know who who's to argue that and uh two what was the other one that they said um I wonder, yeah, it was about his mustache and, how, and hoping that they'll work around that and hopefully retake that. And that's another major reason why they need him because they need to make sure. Maybe they could do that while he's a, I don't know. It's not nah, because they they're going to need to costume him up. They, he has to do the costume thing too. So yeah, that's going to be hard. That sucks. That, that really sucks. Um, we'll see what's going to happen. I, I still have high hopes. For this, I'm looking forward to this when it's coming 2021. So we'll see. Uh, other news, other DC news, I should say. Aldous Hodge has been cast to play Hawkman in DC Films Black Adam. We recently saw information and some, you know, art illustration and concepts uh, back at DC Fandom by The Rock, aka Dwayne Johnson. Who, by the way, I finally got to see the rest of Ballers. I don't care what anybody say. Love that series. That series is awesome. If you're in the business, that's a show that you should look at. Not football, business. That's the show you should be looking at. But I digress. Hodge, which many people have known for um, being on Supernatural and a lot of other shows, but in particular for me, he was DJ Wren from Straight Outta Compton, which a movie I hope everybody got to see, especially nowadays, because it's extremely relevant considering what's going on in the world right now. And, you know, I, I... I love the casting. I think it's appropriate in a sense of... Now, granted, of course, we know Hawkman was Caucasian. But, and, and I, I, it's hard for me to want to speak on this because of the fact that I am not a DC fan. But I do know enough about the DC lore and the Hawkman and Hawk, um, the Hawk Girl storyline enough to know that there was some Egyptian involvement in it. And if not just from, you know, from some partly from the comics, partly from Justice League Unlimited and partly from uh, what is the show? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow season one, where they had Hawkman and Hawkwoman. And of course, Hawk Girl was portrayed by an African-American, which I believe she was African-American. Um, 
or Latino, I believe one. She was a woman of color. Let's just put it like that. But the 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 guy who played Hawkman was Caucasian. <laughs> and this is a continued problem with casting in Hollywood uh, movies, especially in terms of, um, you know, appropriation for when it comes to doing Egypt themed movies. You know, because this it dates back to all of the other movies in the past from the 60s and the 50s or whatever. When they film show uh, movies based on Greco-Roman uh, or or Egyptian, you know, timelines and such period pieces of that nature. And it was all white cast when, in fact, we are now educated and knowledgeable enough to know that they were people with darker pigmentations and those that lived in, and resided in these uh, regions. So. I think it's appropriate in that sense, and I don't mind it at all. You know, there's always going to be some people that is going to hate on the idea because they grew up with the comic book. But again, what we're learning about everything that is going on in the world in terms of history, of terms of uh, appropriation and, and representation, we are now learning that some of the things that we're learning are wrong. And change has to happen. It is inevitable in order for everybody to live peacefully and equally. Therefore, I am so for this. And it's not a matter of because there's going to be a, a lack of appropriation or it's just a, a it's more it's more a, a point of accuracy than it is actually, you know, just casting, you know, a, a, a person of color just to be a part of something. This is more appropriation because if they base it on the Egyptian aspect of it, then, yeah, you can. There's a point of it where you can make it about the appropriation of it. So I don't mind this at all. I'm all for this. And I think he's going to do he could do a great portrayal of it as well. So believe if I'm correct. I don't could have sworn I thought he was in um in one of the Walking Dead uh, seasons or right. No, you know what? It was uh, the guy it was the uh, actor who played um dr dre uh who also played in uh some other big movies as well so uh yeah i'm all for it so we'll see what happens with that i'm looking forward to it and anything that the rock is on is gonna no pun intended rock so <laughs> we will see um i didn't put this in my notes but i do have to mention this family guy has recast their Cleveland we got a brand new Cleveland and I gotta say as much as I personally thought Mike Henry did a hilarious job with the character and I don't by any means think that it was any way offensive where I've seen some other things before I've seen other portrayals of things that make me cringe never cringe with uh, with the Cleveland Brown character that he did and case in point like yeah he, he was a white guy doing a black and he was one of two actors that were portraying black characters in family guy and other shows but when he when the cleveland brown show came out i don't know if people researched this but it was heavily black casted from the from the cast itself to the writing staff and the executive producer nia long executive produced majority of the episodes from cleveland uh sanaya lathan and Michael, uh, Kevin, Mike and Richards, uh, Kevin, I'm sorry, Kevin, Michael Richardson was also one of the cast members of the group and among other people as well. It was, it was heavily help American dad for some reason it, it, there, it, there's more points of, you know, black culture in American dad than it is 
almost even in a Cleveland show to some extent. But um, I thought what they did with that show was was really good. I didn't feel like I was offended by it at all. I didn't find anything to be offended by it to an extent that it was just like them really being malicious at all. So, I mean, and, and I, I appreciate the fact that he felt that it was time to step down. And with that said, coming on as the newest member of that cast and the new voice of Cleveland Brown is Arif Zahir, who is a YouTube sensation that does a lot of impressions. He has his own uh, mini series. He has his own series on YouTube. Gets uh, He has a big followership over there. And most of all, he sounds exactly like Cleveland Brown. His portrayal of Cleveland and Junior is insanely accurate i got a chance to hear it uh i had to research it like crazy but i got a chance to hear it and it is absolutely accurate to the bone this is the perfect uh casting for this uh, for this character and this is a big opportunity for uh this gentleman and i'm very happy to have to hear him and look forward to hearing him on future episodes as well uh mike henry if you guys remember it was on june 26 he went on twitter and said it's been an honor to play cleveland on family guy for 20 years i love the character but persons of color should play the character of color therefore i am stepping down from the role i respect it i respect it all um you know uh, Seth MacFarlane and the cast and, and just the majority of the cast, they really have been forthcoming about everything that's been going on in, in this society and they've been forthcoming about making changes and um, in, in, in uh, social justice as well so this show and the reason why I love it so much anyway and a lot, a lot of why a lot of people love it is because they poke fun at everybody it's, it's, it's not a matter of being malicious or anything the show does a really 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 excellent way of just poking at some of the absurdities of our society some of the stupidest things that we do from a race standpoint from a social standpoint from a cultural standpoint and it, it just it like it, it really shows how ridiculous we really are as a country or a war, or in as a world and they do it in such a tasteful fashion in my opinion so I am all for this. Congratulations to that gentleman. I look forward to the new season of uh, Family Guy more than ever. I, I'm a big Seth MacFarlane fan. I love what he's done. To me, he is like the modern day rich. Uh, I was about to say rich little, but that's not the case. Um, oh God, what is the guy's name? Uh, the guy who did Men in Tights. Men in Tights. Forgot. Mel Brooks. <laughs> yes. He, uh, to me, he's like the modern day Mel Brooks in a sense of because Mel Brooks came out with Get Smart uh, came out with a bunch of other really great comedy movies and stuff that and it, he just had his own theme and feel and I feel like Seth MacFarlane has the same thing he's he's developed a great trademark a, a, a signature he put a handprint a signature handprint that nobody else has been able to put out in a while yet he still never got an Emmy to this day and I don't understand that and I think that might be just some hate on the uh, cat on the uh academy for that matter so uh it, it is what it is but he's done some tremendous episodes and tremendous shows he's getting majorly paid like he can make his own award ceremony at this point this dude is so rich so you know kudos to all the cast and and, and the decision making in this for doing it you know and uh kudos to, like again to mike henry for stepping down on this note so moving on to some other news here we're going to go back to the um world of the cinematic universe here disney plus 
is in development of a new series starring Samuel L. Jackson reprising his role as Nick Fury. There is no more information other than that, but um, it's everywhere. It's out on all the news outlets right now, and this is awesome. What else is he going to do right now? I mean, we can't do anything else right now, but, you know, having him as Nick Fury is one of the best things ever. I, Out of all the... All the roles that he's ever played nothing is better than nick fury and i love the fact that the character was also made based on him you know people don't remember how he got this role was based on the fact that he played shaft which by the way i just recently saw the latest shaft i got hbo max now so i was able to watch the recent shaft with the younger generation uh shaft with shaft jr and him and his five rich around tree reprising his role and I love the idea that there's different generations of Shaft in there. I didn't re- I didn't expect to really enjoy that movie as much as I did, but I insanely enjoy it. It's, one, it's now becoming one of my favorite comedy movies ever. Um, but his portrayal of Shaft led to the inspiration of becoming the new Ultimate Universe Nick Fury, which became very popular with comic book readers. And lo and behold, when the cinematic universe began which was Iron Man 1, they offered him the opportunity to become what they wanted in the first place. And that's how that basically happened for those who don't know. So, you know, it's really awesome. I really love what they've done with him and everything that has come by with him. He's done a tremendous job as Nick Fury. Uh, I really, I never really got into the original Nick Fury, which he was originally, uh, you know, I do. And he just came off so typical like typically militant whereas you know samuel sam's nick fury is just it there's a bit of swagger to him that i love about the character you know there's some smoothness to him but also you got that like don't mess with me <laughs> you know so um i really love what they're doing here i'm looking forward to it last time we saw samuel l jackson as nick fury it was on spider-man uh not homecoming it was the second it was the second spider-man movie and uh far from home and we saw him on a scroll spaceship so many are speculating or whether it's going to continue there as well as is this the means to start sword which is the outer space equivalent of shield so i yeah man I'm, i'm i'm excited for this i'm excited for this but what unfortunately I am not excited about is a lot of delays due to COVID-19 and we could start by saying a lot of the um, Disney movies I mean the Disney Plus series uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe series that we're going to be doing is going to be extended to 2001 with the exception of WandaVision which we'll talk about shortly but along with that Marvel Comics or Marvel.com I should say announced the new dates of phase four of the mcu which was supposed to start this year uh which unfortunately again due to COVID 19 and let's be real the decisions of the higher ups in our country as well as the decisions of certain factions of society who decides that they don't want to wear masks and they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to you know abide by the science and stick to the science and what happened we now have a record-breaking number of deaths due to COVID-19, which is now holding, you know, really screwing up, you know, everyday mom and pop shops and businesses and small businesses everywhere. And added to all of that, we're having 
postponements of movies because money is not being made enough in theaters right now that are being reopened because people are afraid to go to indoor areas, which is the worst place to go to during a COVID, you know, pandemic right now. Yeah, we I was just talking to about this with a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a long time because of COVID. And we finally, you know, decided to, you know, be, make it safe and, you know, see each other again. But yeah, like we both agree, like we're not going I'm not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere that requires indoor recreation. It's just not it's not safe. It, you know, outdoors is fine, but indoors is like, no, I'm not doing it. it, it and, and unfortunately, it the sales speak for itself people are not messing with this uh not everywhere at least so because of that marvel made the uh strategic decision to postpone the dates now we have black widow especially which was supposed to be out way a long time ago uh is now coming out may 7th 2021 uh shang chi the shang chi movie and this uh, Ten Rings of, uh, I forgot what it's called completely, in the Ten Rings, because uh, this is the one where Mandar- the real Mandarin is supposed to appear. It's coming July 9th, 2021. Uh, Eternals, also November 5th, 2021. If I'm correct, and I could be wrong about this, this may be the most number, the, the, the largest number of movies or the greatest number of movies to come out in, the, in one year. You got three uh, because I know there were years where two movies would come out, but this is now breaking the record, I believe. I don't think we had three movies come out in one year from the MCU. So that's going to be interesting. That's also in addition to the filming of the other movies like WandaVision is coming out, uh, thankfully, in 2020. Uh, And then the other ones like we all know that. Uh, Falcon and the uh, Winter Soldier is going to be it's filming right now they started filming again so that's going to be in 2021 Uh, and then we I forgot which other ones that we're supposed to be getting to Um, the low key is the other one definitely going to be filmed uh, next year so it's unfortunate but I understand I understand but we all know who to blame for all this we there's there's fingers to be pointed in all of this and we can only blame as a whole we can only blame ourselves as a country for not all abiding by the rules in the science because of our impatience and our entitlement so i mean it's it's sad but let's hope that things will be better by the time may come i am praying for this we have to on so many levels we have to for the sake of our sanity and for the sake of our entertainment Two hundred thousand. that's all i'm going to say about that john cena i love post wwe john cena i just want to say that before we go on i've always i've always been a fan of john cena from an entertainment standpoint never been a fan of his matches all the time but he's one of the most charismatic dudes i've seen since dwayne johnson uh and for him to take the threshold of hate that he's had over the years and still be able to um deflect it off is it's amazing it's utterly amazing it's almost like he knows that out of above it all, no matter how much hate he has, the amount of white privilege that he has will always deflect it. <laughs> and credit to him, I know, he, he realizes that he's privileged, but he also works his ass off. And he is a very, very conscious and um, civil person. 
I would say that he's done some really cool things in the community and he gives back and um, you know especially to make a wish he's done a tremendous job to make a wish I think he's a better star of a make a wish than he has been a wrestler uh, he's really entertaining on, in movies and he I think he's gonna really kill it I think he's gonna be no pun intended I think he's really gonna kill it in the, in the Suicide Squad sequel uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to him because I, I, I really enjoy his uh, actual charisma and talent on that aspect. But he will also, because of all that, he will have his own series on HBO Max based on his character Peacemaker from the upcoming Suicide Squad sequel. In the interview with Deadline, James Gunn himself said that Peacemaker is an opportunity to delve into the current world issue uh, world issues through the lens of the superhero supervillain and world's biggest douchebag james gunn said so it's awesome because that also means uh james gunn is going to be uh spearheading this whole entire thing and i i said it best like john cena couldn't have found a better person to work with because if you see if you saw what he did to the career of batista whoo Oh, he's gonna make he's gonna do wonders with John Cena. Like everybody did nobody like we saw we saw how great Batista was uh, in WWE, especially in his later years, but we didn't know to what extent. And neither did Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon absolutely booked him so wrong during his comeback, right about the time when he was supposed to be doing uh when he was doing the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and nobody knew how good he was going to be in that movie and how instrumental and essential he would become as a character in this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Vince again because he's so unaware Vince McMahon he, he's so because he's so unaware decided to book him as the villain which it was just so wrong and even Batista I believe I, I, I'm pretty sure he's mentioned made mention about that situation and his his uh disdain from it as well so it, that's that it, it's just, that's, it was an unfortunate thing but um john cena phew, he's gonna he's gonna do the world with him I, I i can't wait to see this movie i can't wait to see um this uh series it, it's gonna be great and i believe it's coming out right around the time when the movie releases next year as well so that's awesome so let's talk about my thoughts on the wandavision trailer which I believe I did. I have notes, but I also got. Uh, where's that Marvel? Where is that Marvel? Watch Marvel. Nope, that's not it. Marvel. That, that's not it. Yeah, here we go. Marvel on their website has a breakdown of what's going on. So I want to write, go by them, and then also, I want to also actually go a little bit off of my notes and what other people has been speculating about what they saw too. So the trailer. Wanda basically is what they say tied up in a knot. The trailer opens up on a happy note. Wanda and Vision are just married in black and white form. This is like totally 1960s black and white style rom-com series, uh, TV series. Uh, arriving back at home after a big day, they start off getting into the daily routine together with Vision heading off to work. And thanks to a wave from Wanda's hand, Gone is um, gone is synthesoid. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Gone is his synthesoid's uh, appearance into a human one. So basically, if anybody's old enough to know where they probably are referencing this from, 
it's from the old series Bewitch. Bewitch was a series, and Reese Witherspoon, I believe, was no, it wasn't Reese Witherspoon. It was um, I forgot who was the uh, the actress who uh, reprised that role as her, but um, as uh, Tabitha. I believe that's the name. I, I'm just, it's been a long time since I watched the show. But they uh, basically are reprising the role of Bewitch. They're referencing off of Bewitch because that was a show from back in the day, both in black and white and color, which involved a man who married a woman who just happened to be a witch. And she did, she does all these different type of magic tricks throughout the day to hide away the idea and her identity from the neighborhood. <laughs> and all these weird things keep happening. So they, there's that right there. And, um, decades galore it just happens here from what uh, the, it says is everything is not black and white as it appears literally the color scheme is quickly replaced by technicolor one as we're quickly moving through the decades and you get to see like a brady bunch type of situation you get to even see a 80s and 90s uh and you know indication here it's like you're switching channels pretty much uh in this trailer pay attention you'll notice uh style spanning from decades of television and that you absolutely do um then they have something that says halloween looks they also have there's uh there's going to be some tricks or trick-or-treating in wandavision and both wanda and vision are dressed for the occasion not only that but their costumes are very familiar from marvel fans as you do see vision with his original costume from you know the comics and you actually wanda also wears the original scarlet witch uh costume which she looks really good in that too as well you also got new neighbors in here uh watch the classic uh sitcom style show without uh, some neighbors popping up <laughs> to help uh stare up the uh trouble katherine hans noisy uh nosy neighbor was uh revealed at uh 2019's d uh d23 expo and in addition to her deborah joe uh, rope from that 70s show and fred uh malam malamit also makes an appearance as well and i love deborah joe rope like she i love her that 70s show even in other shows that i've seen she was like seinfeld's uh agent as well <laughs> <laughs> she is she is so awesome and she looks perfect she looks like she didn't age a bit because and that mostly is probably due to the the retro look of the uh 50s she plays those roles very well so everything's not what it seems wanda and vision might be living in an idea um idyllic suburban life but something's clearly brewing just outside um that is their notes from there uh the notes the one thing i want to bring up that there were some other things that they didn't point out here is that we also see other characters and we see some other things that people are speculating about we also see a character uh who's on the ground with some belief that it is monica rambeau who is known as daystar in the comic books but also the young girl uh the young black girl who was on captain marvel all grown up if you guys remember captain marvel was based on the 90s it is 2020 and she's a big grown up now so i mean eventually we're gonna see something here from that and maybe this is the time here other speculations involved a wine bottle this was probably a huge speculation from a lot of people a wine bottle this was deep like you, the testament of how hardcore fans is with this one uh the other speculation involved a wine bottle that wanda had which had the name of mason du mepris and I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that appropriately, but um, which 
this name in particular was a name that people are believing it is a reference to the house of m saga house of m was a series based on the x-men which include wanda and her now dead brother in the marvel cinematic universe quicksilver and their father magneto we are also uh, we also saw a scene where wanda and vision are holding babies which uh some may believe that is the twins viv and vin from the visions now the only problem with this is that the idea of that wouldn't involve wanda so maybe it could be it, it's possible that they will say the names viv and vin and it's very possible that they could you know give a nod to that but you got to remember, this is an imaginary world. So these kids, even if they are Vin and um, Viv and Vin, it's possible that we will never see the light of day of these guys. Because if you remember in the original book, the uh, Vision created his family and his wife, Virginia, to be the mother of the two. So, I mean, it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They do take liberties to make sense of the story and narrative that they're drawing while still making some sense of and it's still keeping the fanfare appropriate in love and on the level so it's possible but i you know i wouldn't put too much emphasis on the fact that these twins are going to be there because at the end of the day wanda i mean it's wanda and and, and unless they figure out how to reproduce in that fashion that's not going to happen <laughs> so not going to happen so uh it is all of this is a figment of wanda's imagination and we're going to see what's basically this is like i think we're going to this is more going to be a psychological thing because i think wanda with the loss of vision and everything that has happened since the events of infinity um uh end game she may not be handling this properly she could be going through ptsd she could be going through some type of trauma and that's why all these different you know visual aspects are coming in we'll see and how Vision is going to come back to life, we don't know. I mean, it's very possible he come back to life. He's a freaking android, for God's sake. Uh, so it's very possible, with or without the uh, the stone. So we'll find out for sure. Last bit of news that I have is um, it's 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 involved in the inevitable and <laughs> Thanos term. Supergirl season six will be uh, will reach its final season. A lot of people think that it's being canceled. That's the first thing everybody thinks it goes to because this is the cancel culture <laughs> jokingly so but not so um but it is ending it we had five great seasons with that and i say five because even though there's six seasons because if you recall the first season was utter crap i mean like totally crap total crap um basically the first season which was on cbs I can't believe I've been hung on to this show because of that season. And I think it won't. It was only because it was canceled from there and and, and uh, CW grabbed it and said, like, let's give it the budget. Let's give it the proper respect that it deserves. And they and Greg Berlanti went you know, like did away with it in a way and, and, and changed it into what we have now, a very beloved series. But one of these days i'm gonna look back at that first season because it is so crappy what they did with the original red tornado if anybody remembers that that red tornado was the epitome it's that the red tornado episode symbolized exactly how crappy this show was the best episode that they had was when the flash uh came on and and made a crossover appearance for it 
really really saved that season that episode but that that red tornado like the costuming and the makeup job it was just horrible they tried to do it, it looked like a cosplay version of vision it was so horrible i'm so glad but by the time that they got to um crisis on earth x that the that they did a cgi version of red tornado which totally redeemed them from this situation but supergirl had five tremendous seasons out of six and it's been awesome but what people don't understand is that the show was only contracted for six seasons not only that melissa benoit is also pregnant and she didn't plan on doing anything after that because of the contractual six seasons the show is not being canceled folks it is officially ending and that and that actually happens sometime that we a lot of times fans want shows to last forever and i blame the likes of the simpsons because of this because the simpsons has been out for so long that i think that a lot of people automatically assume or supernatural which i think supernatural overstayed its welcome just like um it overstayed its welcome now more than uh smallville did because smallville should have ended in six seasons much like this like we should have seen that clark turn into superman and then by the time they finally did it we never got a chance got a chance to see it 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 absolutely overstayed his welcome um i think arrow did a great job doing it uh, doing this for as long as it did too like it, like these shows can't last forever because and a lot of it has to do with the fact that age plays a big part of this um yeah they could pass the torch and i hope that they do because they got the young kids from the future that's good um that plays in this and i do believe that there was plans for that to happen but i mean things have to end and god for god's sakes people we have streaming networks that has we can replay these episodes i don't see understand why we can't go back to certain things like video games and other things and just play them and enjoy them and and watch them and enjoy them as well it's just not so kudos to the cast they did a great job and not only just did a great job but they did a great job it, it really was an inspiration in a sense of or in terms of social justice and you know really being the 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 inner voice to a lot of people who really needed to hear it um the lgbtq community um you know uh racial injustice they they put a lot of that into a superhero narrative and really really did a great job um showing that everybody matters in this show and I, that's what i think i get out and appreciate the most out of the show it, is, it was awesome i love it and then you got to remember we have a show that is going to be starring the arrowverse version of clark and lois and i'm looking forward to that because i love both of those portrayals especially the new lois i love the new lois on the show i thought i think they'll do a great job when their show comes on and it'll pass the torch and who knows we may see melissa uh put on the tights one or two more times during you know the time and i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with her she's going to join the legion is that's how it's going to you know br brush off because she is a part of the legion of superheroes um too with monel and them in the future so i mean who knows where that's going who knows i'm looking forward to seeing this so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back 
And we're going to review Dragon Dogma, the latest Netflix original anime series based on the Capcom cult classic. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Bob Camp, co-creator of The Ren Stimpy Show, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of the latest Netflix anime series, original anime series, I should say, called Dragon Dogma, uh, which is based on Capcom's cult classic video game, which is available now in the eShop of Nintendo Switch and I believe other uh, consoles as well. Uh, I'll be totally honest with you. I actually didn't know about this game up until recent uh when it was released on a nintendo switch and come to find out that capcom made it and such i don't know if this was their attempt to uh have a witcher like game or not or whatever but it kind of plays into that type of uh genre as well but nonetheless uh i've heard many good things or great things about the game uh and i rarely 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 get into this type of genre this uh medieval type of genre like the witcher is the closest thing that i ever got to that and i think the reason why i enjoyed the witcher so much was because the depth and gameplay rpg elements and the visual design uh their visuals was just beautiful i it was something that just drew me onto it that made it so cool and uh the story and of course the story and narrative as well was really awesome and the character development it was a lot of things that really made me like uh witcher 3 uh it was just it, it was really awesome but that doesn't mean I'm going to like every single thing that's like it. And when I saw the dragon footage from Dragon Dogma, I wasn't too particularly into the look of it. I heard the gameplay is pretty good, I believe. I, it was done by the uh, director who worked on Devil May Cry 2, which in hindsight wasn't the best Devil May Cry in the world. So it's like, okay, you, you, yeah, of all the ones that you want to point out, that's the one. Nah. But nonetheless, I heard just uh, game had great reviews on uh, despite the fact i have never heard of it so it it is pretty much like a cult classic not because i haven't heard of it but because it just didn't make that much of a boom when it was out but it made it enough that it came out with an original anime series from netflix as they wanted to buy the rights and now i understand why by watching it i decided to want to watch it check it out and uh the first you know the, the seven episode series uh i don't know if there's going to be a, a season two with this but and it's kind of open-ended at the end but uh, at the same time it's like they if they really wanted to they could just stop at cold turkey now because what they did and how they did it made a lot of sense and there was a i and, and just take note 
I watched it after watching this, it was like to the point that this is gonna be one of those reviews that I won't reveal or spoil everything because there's a twist at the end and i don't know if you played the video game if the same if the same uh fate or twist happens in the video game but if you haven't watched it if you haven't played the game before but you ever want to watch this um yeah i won't spoil it for you but it's I, I would say this there's a slow build to this series but by the time you reach uh episode seven and it also makes sense as to why there's only seven episodes in here as well you will understand all of it by the end and it all comes back full circle and makes sense and by the end i was like i was really blown away by the events of episode seven so basically what happens here is that you will the basic story at best is is a character named ethan who sets out to vanquish this dragon who literally killed everybody he loved and destroyed his village uh through this whole time somehow some way the dragon killed him as well but took his heart and by doing so somehow ethan has been able to resurrect himself and stay alive becoming what is known as the arisen and he he because of that he sets out on his rage to seek uh the dragon and kill him and get revenge on all that he's lost and along the way he starts to lose his humanity as well and there's a reason for all this and like I, I didn't understand it at first but it all makes sense at the end so each episode represents something of very familiar uh sense each episode and i didn't figure this out each episode represents the seven sins the first episode wrath second episode gluttony third episode envy sloth greed lust pride all of these if I, if i did if i remotely even knew the names of these uh the, the titles of these uh episodes because i just binge right through the seven the seven episodes and didn't look at names of it had i known that i would have probably would have figured it out by then but yeah it all makes sense at the end and it's awesome it is a, i do want to say there is one episode and that's episode three with envy totally pissed me off from a standpoint and i will reveal this too the stupidest thing happened in this episode was basically there's a guy who the arisen or ethan is going to protect and uh he's with his uh pawn as well and he's guided but that's the other thing i need to point out he's guided by a pawn um who is uh betrayed by what is the name uh eric first of all greg chun who plays ethan uh erica mendez who plays hana and david lodge who plays the dragon and all of them do um do very well in winning roles as well and basically he goes on this mission to help protect this prince and his prince is guided with a woman who is is said to be his wife or his fiance or whatever like that and the only problem is this guy is a coward throughout almost the entire uh episode and he when she winds up seeing ethan goes you know easily protects her and everybody and tries to defend her in a way that she wants the prince to do so and she's only with the prince because he uh he's rich but also she really does kind of like him in a way that but hope but wish that he was actually 
he acquired the bravery that Ethan would have to protect her. She is her attraction to men is basically her her attraction to bravery. You know, she likes tough men. She likes men that can save her. And, you know, as she becomes the proverbial or, or the typical damsel in distress, um, she was flirtatious with Ethan at first uh, to an extent. And, you know, the prince saw that and he was a little bit envious of it, but he felt like he couldn't do anything. They him and his guards that were trying to get convince him to defend and, you know, defend your wife or fiance, uh, you know, that's what you're there for. She wants you to be her hero. He finally does this. He finally gets the bravery and, and, and everything to go his way. And his wife finally starts to respect him in that sense. Only for him. Well, let's just say he makes the dumbest decision in his life. I'll just, I wouldn't even, I, it was like the dumbest thing in the world. That's like, you got the hottest chick in the game who really likes you and really wants you to be something that she, she knows you could be. You finally do it and you screw it up in the dumbest way possible. I mean, the most idiotic way possible. Something that I guess only can be done by the stupidity of that error. I don't, I, I didn't understand this episode. This episode to me at the end pissed me off. I was like, even for this being a period piece, this is like ridiculous in a sense. Like if that's the way people make decisions, then I will opt out <laughs> I've ever wanted to be a part of this era. I am happy to be in the era that I am now. We do some stupid things, but that was just senseless. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. So, um, but they're all other episodes based around the seven deadly sins. And by the end of it, it all comes full circle. He finally fights the dragon and then something really crazy happens and a big reveal happens in there. And by that point, I was totally sold into this show. Now, as characters, I wasn't really a big fan of the character. Um, I, I actually no. Let me let me be real. I was a fan of the character design, but I've seen better. I think people, anime fans, who are fans of movies like um, or series like uh, Attack on Titans uh, for its violent nature and and its uh, really cutthroat nature, or those who like Berserk, may actually be into this anime this it, it follows on those lines right there there's some really really violent moments in here some you know sexual content uh in here so this is not a kid's anime by any stretch um so basically there may be some comparisons to this and castlevania as well i can definitely say this is on that level but not to the not nearly to the level of what Castlevania is. Castlevania is a tremendously done, you know, uh, series where everything made sense to the letter of the game, and it, it brought more depth into the series. This one, it did. It actually, I think it. I actually, I think it did better for me. I like the anime better than I like what I saw from the game. Uh, I didn't like the visuals of the video game, so I'm like, I, and I'm a real because I'm an artist myself and a designer myself. I'm really, really picky when it comes to visual de uh, design and and stuff like that. So, uh, it, just visually, it's, it's a game I wouldn't want to play. I, whether it be a good game or not, I still have to be visually stimulated with what I'm playing but the art direction here I love I did love it to an extent but it doesn't mean that it was perfect I thought that Ethan's look was a bit dull 
it, it, it compared to other anime characters as well. Uh, I, actually, but at the same time, I wish that the video game kind of looked the way it did here, because that would at least made it look better, and 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 and, and I would be more into it. I'll be, I, I will, like, it, it will immerse me more to see that they did, they went to this length for this design. But again, that game came out so long ago. Um, so I, I don't, I don't blame them in a sense. And they may not have had a good character develop, uh, designer at the time to work with. And it's no, or they wanted to keep with that theme as well, that D&D look and theme. Um, now in the game, in that game in particular, you can create your own character, uh, who will become an arisen itself so um whereas here they have a uh, they have a character that they have you know that you can follow through here uh ethan was great ethan was great as a character itself he was great to, whether how dull it was or whatever but i think things started picking up when you started noticing him him starting to uh develop his rage and the powers that came with it as well and you know his his um his pawn also played into it as well so um overall i by the end of it i enjoyed it i can watch it again because of the twist at the end uh i thought it, i thought it was really good i wasn't the greatest thing i've ever seen but it was definitely definitely a good series um and it's just, again is it's orchestrated and designed to be seven episodes for a reason uh and therefore this is to me if they don't do another season which i at this point after watching it i don't see how they can do that in a sense unless they're going to just keep doing the same thing over and over again uh you know because it, it's just it's it's going to be out of, without spoiling it you know if you haven't played the game again you will understand the narrative of what's going on um but i don't know this seems to me like this was just a one-off type of thing this is a ova if you will, if they even still use that term, which is original video animation. I don't know if that term is still being used to this day, but this was this was just me like a mini series OVA. Uh, and but nonetheless, it was an enjoyable one, especially it just got better by the end of it. So if you need something new and engaging and violent to check out, Dragon Dogma may be for you. Um, if anything else, if I give it a grade, it'll be a B. It, it'd just be a B. Uh, it wasn't a blowaway thing it started off very slow but at the end made a lot of sense i enjoyed it at uh at overall so go out of your way check it out it's on netflix right now and uh kudos to them on that we'll see where they go from there folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys so much for checking this out taking the time hopefully i could take uh a hour or so away from you to uh enjoy things a little bit better in our world and uh get continue to check us out soon because uh this week on select start i got a new game to check out and that is hades uh super giant games which is the guys who made bastion and uh translator or transistor i should say i always say i always want to say translator it's transistor um those top down games really cool top down games well they created another one hades which came out just recently i got a chance i'm still playing it now it's very ongoing it's I, I, I want I don't want to say too much about it yet but um I'm gonna be heavily on it and by the time I play it hopefully I will beat it but there's so much to talk about with that game if you like bastion if you like transistor 
I think there's going to be a lot to talk about and uh, why you should buy this as well. So um, stay tuned for that and much, much more on Select Start. Next week, I, of course, I don't know what the heck is going to happen next week. Anything is going to happen next week, but we'll be here. We will be here next week with something new to talk about and uh, tons of news to happen as well. So please continue to check us out on TalkTimeLive.com. You could also check out all of our exclusive interviews on TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive or just click on the TalkTimeLive exclusive tab on the website as well. You can, it'll take you right there. Tons of great interviews with some of the best in all things anime, comics, movies, and games and more. Uh, you can also check out and uh, subscribe and download, I should say, to our uh, shows nonstop and never miss a beat on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, and Amazon Music. Everywhere and anywhere you want to be. Also, Pocket Cast as well. I always should point out that as well. So, folks, thank you so very much. And I hope you have a great week. I hope we all have a great week because it's been rough. We had some really, really, really big bumps in the road, but. The journey continues. The saga continues. We are less than 30 some days away from election. Get ready. Register. Make sure you vote. Uh, Make sure you get everybody to vote as much as possible. This is I will not stop saying this. This is our end game. We need everybody, everybody to get in and join in and do this and voice your opinion, your voice, your uh, I should say, make your voices heard and show your power, your true power. So, folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care and be safe. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.